Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Luann's Land Podcast. Now, here's your host, award-winning country music artist, Luann Hunt. Everyone in life, regardless of where they are on their journey, could always stand to be encouraged and inspired. No one seems to do that better than Dr. Joe Vitale, one of the world's greatest motivators for over 35 years. He is considered a leading expert in the law of attraction and has shared his steps to success in books such as The Attractor Factor, Attract Money Now, Zero Limits, and his latest release, The Miracle, Six Steps to Enlightenment. Dr. Joe also starred in the hit movie The Secret and is the creator of Miracles Coaching and Zero Limits Mastery, which are programs aimed at helping people achieve their life's purpose. What's so extraordinary about Dr. Vitale is that he went from being homeless and living on the streets of Dallas to becoming one of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world. He is here today on the Wansland podcast to talk about his new book and share some of its life-changing principles that helped him achieve more than he ever dreamed possible. Hey, Joe, welcome to the program. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Another beautiful day on planet Earth. Yes, it sure is. Well, you have a new book out, The Miracle. It's just wonderful. It almost seems like a culmination of everything that you've been teaching up to this point. And that's exactly what it is. It's the definitive Joe Vitale. It's taken the best of my previous books, and I've written a lot of books, gone through them, found the best processes, the best insights, the best stories, the best tools, the best techniques, and I wove them all together into this book called The Miracle. And I'm very proud of it because it's what I stand for. It's like my soapbox moment. I can get on and say, hey, here's the one book. The Miracle, Six Steps to Enlightenment, and that's the one that I want to get out there. You know, I've used all of your programs for the most Mm -hmm. part, and one of the things that I really love about what you do is, you know, there's a lot of options for people. Like if, say, if there's one clearing technique that somebody likes, maybe that doesn't really work for Mm. someone else. You know what I'm saying? But then there's always something else they can utilize that's more comfortable for them. And that's the point of the book, The Miracle, too. I put a lot of different processes in there, different techniques, to give people a choice. You are absolutely right. Not everybody wants the same technique. Not everybody likes the same color of clothing. Not everybody likes the same food or the same car or the same anything. So I went through and collected what I've taught over the last few decades and put them in in a simplified form so people can go through and say, well, I want to try this technique. And if it works for them, great. Keep that one and keep going. And if not, there's another one there. It's like a a buffet of self-help material. Walk up to the line, see what appeals to you, pick something, and enjoy. It sounds, too, like you don't necessarily have have to have done a lot of your previous programs or read a lot of your previous books to understand what's going on in The Miracle. 
Well, that's how I wrote it. I wrote it to assume that people who never heard of me or maybe the movie The Secret or even The Law of Attraction or or any of the principles that people who know my work might already know, I wanted the miracle to be fresh. I wanted it to be complete. So somebody never heard of me walked up to a bookstore, went to Amazon, saw the book The Miracle, Six Steps to Enlightenment, bought it, that they didn't need anything else and they didn't need any previous material. They didn't have to go to some course before this one. They walk up, they grab it, they start reading it. It's an introduction to me, but we go from introduction to in-depth to advanced material because the subtitle says Six Steps to Enlightenment. I'm taking people from where they are, which could be struggle, which could be scarcity, which could be an uncomfortable place. I want to take them through that, out of that, transcend from that, and get to that place that I'm calling enlightenment, which is the miracle. So I've made it so it's approachable by anybody. It's interesting because, uh, like I said, I've been going through your programs for years, and I'm always excited when you come out with something new because you seem to go to a new level of spirituality. Mm. And it's amazing, really, because I know there was one time where you were saying that, you know, when you get to this certain level, everything else almost doesn't even matter, you know? (laughs) Right. Uh, Well, first of all, I'm impressed that you followed my career enough to notice that's what happens in me. I'm really documenting my own evolution through life. At one point, I was homeless. At another point, I was in poverty. And then as I got out of all of that and started learning some of the techniques of prosperity in the early days, techniques of marketing, I wrote about it. So I was sharing as I grew, but I haven't stopped growing. I'm still working on myself. I still read other books. I still listen to audio, still go to events, still meditate, still practice all the various things that I teach. So I personally am am evolving and going to different states of consciousness. And as I'm doing it, my books reflect that journey. It's, the books are almost like landposts or, or markers along the route of my, the route of my life. And the miracle is the one where I'm at now. Because the miracle is this place where I think it's what we all want. We don't want to struggle. We don't want to be victims. We want to be empowered. But even when we're empowered, we don't want to stop there. We want to find out what's after that. How do we become one with the universe, one with the divine, if you will, or I sometimes call it the great something, this great mystery that we're part of. When we become part of that, the great mystery lives through us. And this is a completely different place in my life and for most people than when they were a victim or when they watched the movie The Secret. This is going beyond it. This is an evolutionary leap. And that's what I put in my book, The Miracle. Yeah. And again, it's just been so exciting to follow your own journey because this is where we all should be striving to go. Mm -hmm. And your life is such an inspiration on that. And if somebody's intuitive, they're going to realize, wow, (laughs) I want to follow in this guy's footsteps in a sense. You know what I'm saying? I do, and I I don't want them to follow in my footsteps, but I do want them to follow their own path. And maybe I can inspire them to do that, or other people that have gone from rags to riches or reached a a state of enlightenment or spiritual awakening. Whoever it is that inspires the people that are listening or reading or following what we're doing here, 
so be it. That would be fantastic. But even Mark Twain said, don't try to follow my life. It will assassinate you. It worked for him. He smoked 40 cigars a day. He drank brandy at night. That wouldn't work for me, and it wouldn't work for you, and it wouldn't work for a lot of other people, but it worked for Mark Twain. Well, what I'm doing has worked for me. I'm sharing my processes so people can be inspired. They can try these different things, but please walk your own path. That would be the, the right thing to do. Right. I totally agree. And I guess metaphorically, I meant following your footsteps. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, to, yeah. take, to take those same steps to enlightenment as you've taken, but obviously mm-hmm. for each person, it's going to be in their own unique way. But you're just a walking testimony to what you teach. And I just think it's amazing. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. So say somebody picks up this book and they're still really in the victim mentality. I mean, is it going to be a huge leap for them to get into this mindset? Interesting question. I don't think so, because if they pick up the book at all, a part of them has hope. And if they allow that part of them that has hope to expand into optimism and then expand into taking action using some of the techniques in the book, then I don't think it's going to be a stretch for them. I think if we walked around throwing the book in people's laps and just ordering them to read it or telling them to read it, it would probably be a stretch because they didn't ask for the book. They didn't say, I want to read this book. They didn't raise their hand and go buy the book. But anybody who goes to buy the Kindle version or the printed version or the audio version and starts to play with the ideas that are in the book, I don't think that's going to be a stretch because they've already shown that they're open to learn something new. And then I've written the book in such a way that I, I believe it's an easy and effortless path. I've used stories. I've written very simply. I give very easy techniques, and as people go through the six steps, it kind of begins with the baby steps and then goes a little deeper and then expands a little bit more. So it's designed to help people wherever they're at, even if they're a victim and maybe they're skeptical and they're still disbelieving, but if they got that little window of hope that is just cracked open a little bit, that's all they need to begin that transformation using the book. So some people, too, might know you from The Secret, mm-hmm. and maybe they saw you in the movie, but they never read any of your other material or anything, mm-hmm. and they're going to be expecting maybe when they read this some stuff about the law of attraction. So do you talk about that in the book, too? I do, but I don't stop there, and that's really important because I think there's stages of awakening. There's like stages of consciousness that we go through. And I wrote about this in a book called The Awakening Course, and I explain it in this new book, The Miracle. And it's the idea that there are four stages of awakening. The very first one is victimhood. And most of us are born into it, and I wouldn't really call it a stage of awakening because we're really asleep. But it is a stage of consciousness. The second stage is empowerment. And empowerment is where people learn about things like the law of attraction. They see the movie The Secret. They read some of my early books like The Attractor Factor, which was about the law of attraction. So they learn about that, but we don't want to stop there. In the third stage of consciousness, the third stage of awakening, it's called surrender. And in surrender, you learn to create with the great something, with the great mystery. And there's less ego involved. There's more of a connection and merging with spirit, if you will. But we don't even stop there. 
There's a fourth stage of consciousness, a fourth stage of awakening, which is awakening itself. And you can't make it happen. It happens by grace. You can prepare it. So what I'm saying is, yes, the law of attraction is in the book, and I explain it for people who might be newbies to the law of attraction, and I go in depth and I explain how it works, why it works, how you can make it work for you, but then I go beyond it because I don't want people to be stuck. Even stuck in empowerment is being stuck in a limited stage. I want them to go to what I'm calling enlightenment, and that's why the book is called Six Steps to Enlightenment, The Miracle. Yes, I mean, a lot of people that I've talked to have seen the movie The Secret or read Abraham Hicks or whatever, but I noticed that they do seem to get kind of stuck at a certain level because they haven't been given those spiritual principles to understand how to move past it. And I would, I would agree. Um, I'm a big fan of the movie The Secret. Whether I was in it or not, I'd be telling people to go watch it. I'm a big fan of Abraham. I knew Jerry and Esther Hicks back in the 1980s. I, they were clients of mine. I helped promote their material, counted them as best friends. But I also see there's limitations to the movie The Secret. There's limitations to what Abraham is teaching. Yeah, I'm not putting it down. I'm not dismissing it. I absolutely love what they're doing. I love the movie The Secret. But I want to build on it. I want us to keep growing and getting to this place that is higher, that is wiser, that is more powerful than what other teachers might be putting out there. Again, the secret, Abraham and everything, is better than being a victim. We don't want to be a victim. But we also don't want to be stuck in a stage of consciousness that has built-in limitations and has temptations for the ego. We want to go beyond it. So I have all of that in the book, The Miracle, but at the same time, I want to take people by the hand and say, let's keep walking up the mountain here, because I want to show you a breathtaking miracle. I think that's awesome, because, yeah, I mean, if people are studying the law of attraction and they read The Secret or they, they do these other courses in the law of attraction and they don't see results, then they tend to dismiss it and say, oh, I right. tried that and it doesn't work, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear a lot of that, and I describe it and answer it and address it in my book, The Miracle. What most people don't realize is that the movie The Secret was simply an introduction to an idea. It wasn't a graduate course. All it did was introduce the idea of the law of attraction, and it gave you a beginner's view of it. There's much more to it. And so I teach people that you're attracting all the time. You're just doing it unconsciously. And I have run into people who would say, oh, the law of attraction, the secret, your material, it doesn't work for me. And I'll say, do you ever worry? And they'll say, yeah, I worry all the time. And I said, well, you are practicing the law of attraction and the secret when you worry. You are, you are focused on something. You are thinking about it all the time. You're adding emotion to it. You are picturing the worst. And all of these are elements of how you create your reality using the law of attraction and the secret. But what the people who are worrying are doing is not being aware that they are actually implementing all the tools we teach, but in a negative way. And so they're shooting themselves in the foot. They're self-sabotaging and not even knowing it. I had a friend one time at lunch who said, uh, affirmations don't work for me. And I paused and looked at her and said, that's an affirmation. Affirmations don't work for me is an affirmation that affirmations don't work for me. You're actually proving they are working 
by using a statement to dismiss affirmations. And this is why my book and this material is so important that most of us aren't aware of our own thinking processes. We're not aware that we're using the very principles that many say don't work to create a life that we don't actually like. So the miracle is designed to help people awaken and take the power back into their own hands. I noticed for myself in going through your material, it's, it's interesting because if I'm listening to it all the time and constantly focused on my growth, then I seem to stay in this up mode and things roll off my back a lot easier. If I get away from feeding myself with these principles and this information, then I find it more tempting to slip back into the old thought processes and I, I think that's so important, you know, for people to just stay with it all the time because this world is just full of things to distract you from, <laughs> from going toward enlightenment. <laughs> well, you are absolutely correct, and that is very well said. I tell people that you have to do certain things. One is keep reading the self-help success literature. Keep listening to material that is uplifting, whether it's music or it's audios or Whatever it is, it just raises your own vibration, raises your own energy. Be around people who are doing the same thing. Be around people who are more upbeat. Join a mastermind group. Support other people as they support you. Turn off the mainstream news. The mainstream news is designed to program us, which is why it's called programming. And it programs us to be in lack and to be in scarcity and to be in fear and to rouse our negative emotions. It holds our attention because it's pushing our survival buttons and making us afraid of life. We want to turn off the mainstream news and pay more attention to the, the positive news, the substantial stories of inspiration. All of this needs to be in our life on a regular basis because the opposite is out there already established. There's negativity, there's uh, bad news that is being promoted. There's gossiping. There's negative people. That's all walking around. It's easily available. But if we want to live a more inspired life and to attract more of the things we've been longing for, then you are correct. We need to bathe in this material with our body, mind, and soul. We need to be reading not just my books, but the success literature that's been around, the Think and Grow Rich, the magic of believing, the power of thinking big, uh, all of these different things. Psycho-cybernetics, there's a long list of classic success literature, as well as all the new self-help material that comes out today by me and other teachers that were in the movie The Secret and other teachers that are out there that weren't in the movie. There's a lot, there's an abundance of this material, but we want to soak it up every day to keep our vibe up and to keep our happiness up and to keep our health up and moving forward. Well, you are just the living embodiment of that. And I got to tell you, there are times, just like right now when you were talking, mm -hmm. you are just pouring truth into our mm. spirits, just pouring it in. And, and you would not have the ability to do that if you weren't so spiritual and so connected to the divine yourself. Mm. It's absolutely amazing, really. <laughs> Well, thank you for that. I, before any interview, I'll confess this and be transparent with you and everybody. Before any interview, 
I take time to meditate, to get quiet, to turn off the distractions, you know, the iPhones, the iPads, and everything else that's out there in the world that can bark at us and get our attention. And I get quiet within myself. I tune in. I get clear because I want to be a vessel of inspiration and information. And the only way I can do it is if I'm clearly present in the moment. And the moment is really the miracle. As long as I come from the moment, I can be of help to you and everybody else. And you are, and it's just so amazing. And, you know, I wanted to mention your music as we're on this topic, because mm. I have to tell you that that CD that you did, Aligning to Zero, oh yes. my gosh, that has gotten me <laughs> through some of the hardest times in my life. Mm. That music is from another dimension. <laughs> And it, and it really is. Well, first of all, thank you, because the music's very important to me. That album was created with guitar monk Matthew Dixon and myself. He was my guitar teacher and still is today, but we've ended up being co-musicians and partners. And we more or less channeled that music, which means we, we sat down in the studio, we got clear, we, do what, we did what I said I do before I do interviews, making peace with myself, getting in the moment, reducing distractions to zero, and then we're available, and we'll start playing. And we will often be totally blown away by the music that came through us. And it really feels like it was channeled or inspired or directed in us and through us. And we've made a bunch of albums together at Zero, I think, was the very first one. But Aligning to Zero has been also one of the most popular ones. And it's, it's one that I listen to because it helps me relax. It helps me de-stress. It helps me be more creative. It helps my mind calm down. It helps me get more into the moment. So I really appreciate the compliment. We're very proud of the music, even though, in a sense, we didn't do it. We allowed it. It came through us. Oh, yeah, and that's very, very clear to me that, that was the case because like I said it's like it fell from the heavens mm. and there's some sort of power in it I mean I remember my little cat squeaky she was sick and I would play mm. that for her and she would just relax and go to sleep it was, <laughs> wow. it, it was so helpful to her too you know I'm a cat lover, so hearing that cats are happy makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. But you've put out some other really great albums, too, and I know that you're a really great songwriter. Mm. Wow, I'm impressed that you know that. Thank you. Yes, a few years ago, I became a singer-songwriter. I started producing, recording, singing, writing my own music. I've got six singer-songwriter albums out now. I've been mentioned in Rolling Stone magazine. I've had some of my songs nominated for the Posse Award, which is the Grammys of Positive Music. Uh, at least two of my songs are in two different movies as part of the soundtrack, and I'm loving it. I had a chance also to study with Melissa Etheridge, the rock guitar icon that I've been a fan of for 20 years, and I managed to go to her home, study music and songwriting with her in her studio, and my last singer-songwriter album is called The Great Something. I dedicated it to her and I wrote a song on it for her called Melissa Said. And the album itself, it's called The Great Something as a nod to what I was referring to earlier as the divine, the universe, the, 
the great mystery. I call it the great something, and I dedicated the album to Melissa Etheridge and to the great something and wrote a song about the great something on it and wrote a song for Melissa on it. So I'm very proud of it. It's new for me, but I'm enjoying it and we'll continue doing more. When you were young, did you know you had this talent or did it just sort of happen <laughs> later in life? <laughs> when I was young, I didn't know I had any talent for anything. I, I, geez, that's a great question. You know, when I was young, I was considered so awkward, insecure, shy, and quiet that I was put in the slow aisle in a classroom. And that was every year for most of the years growing up, like first through sixth grade and some of junior high, because I didn't do well in school. I was failing most of my classes. I was considered that, you know, they didn't use the word retarded, but they did use the word slow and put me in a little row to the far left of the classroom because that's where they put the slow kids. And then we were kind of treated differently, uh, but not respectfully. And so growing up, I never felt like I had talent for anything. In fact, I felt stupid. I felt um, less than anybody else. I did decide to be a writer when I was 16 years old and put myself through this intensive self-study program that was better than any school system was offering because I, it was directed by me, and I followed my love. I followed my passion, and I have done that throughout my life. A few years ago, when I decided that I wanted to be a musician, I just decided it. Like I teach everybody in my books and in the, the book, The Miracle. I say, you decide. You state an intention. And then from there, you get clear of your beliefs, which I also had to do, because we all have limiting beliefs when we try different things that are new to us. We're getting out of our comfort zone. And then I also learn. I read books. I go on YouTube. I memorize or watch videos. And I'm a great believer in having coaches and mentors. And I created a coaching program for that reason called Miracles Coaching. It's at miraclescoaching.com. So I did everything I teach in order to learn how to be a musician. But when I was a kid, I wanted to play the guitar. And my father, being an Italian, bought me an accordion, <laughs> which, which was not what I wanted. <laughs> So I, you know, reluctantly turned, took a couple of weeks of lessons, but dropped it. So no, I didn't know that I had that talent. I didn't know that I had any real talent. I think I wanted to be an author and hoped I had some talent or could develop one. But early on, no, I didn't, I didn't know about talent. You know, it's just so interesting because some people might come from a background similar to yours where they were sort of floundering around and, and they didn't really have a big support system and they didn't know what they were going to do. And they would just keep going down that road and be a train wreck, you know, but then right. there's people like yourself who somehow at some point you, you sort of woke up like, wait a minute, I don't have to live in this reality. And don't you sometimes wonder how, how did I figure that out? Well, that's a wonderful observation, and I figured it out the way a lot of people do, and that's through books. When I was homeless, it was in Dallas, Texas in the late 1970s, and I lived in the public library. I mean, literally lived there. And on one level, that was fine because I've always loved books. I was a bookaholic. And while I was there, I read all the self-help books. And those self-help books, I mean, even know what section, the Dewey Decimal System, where they're all at today. I read those books, The Think and Grow Rich and all the other ones I was talking about and more that I don't even remember today. 
And those books slowly helped me reprogram myself and to awaken to my own belief-generated universe. This is why I tell people, even in the book The Miracle, change your beliefs and you get a different reality. But you got to change your beliefs. So I did it on my own slowly because there was no internet. There were no other free resources outside of the library and books. There was no coach. There was no mentor. There was no mastermind. There was no team. I was entirely alone, which is why it took a lot longer. But there are many people that go through the same thing. I just met a man when I was in Thailand who told me 15 years ago he was homeless, literally homeless. And he asked a friend for help. And the friend said, I'm not going to send you money but I'm going to send you a book. And my friend in Thailand was furious. He said, I'm starving. And he's sending him a book. But he received the book, The Secret. And he started reading it, and he was very skeptical, and he wanted to prove the principles in The Secret wrong. So he started trying to manifest things, and to his surprise, he did. He manifested coffee, he manifested lunch, he manifested a job. Well, 15 years later, that man who was homeless in Thailand is 36 years old, and he is a billionaire. He is the largest real estate developer in southern Thailand. And I'm helping him write his book. The book's called Homeless to Billionaire. And all of this is to say, I'm not unique. He's not unique. The tools that can help people awaken are out there. I'm hoping my new book, The Miracle, will be one of them for people. But there are other authors. There are other books. There are other resources. The opportunity for all of us to awaken and redirect our lives is there, and it's right in this moment. Well, you are certainly an amazing inspiration, and like I said earlier, your material has helped me so, so much in my life, and I am so grateful for you and your spirit and your determination to make a difference in the world. It's awe-inspiring, really. Oh, thank you so much. You've made my day. That's the that's the fuel that keeps me going right there. Yes, and it's just, it's been an awesome pleasure to have you on the podcast, and I'm encouraging everybody to get this book, The Miracle, Six Steps to Enlightenment, because in knowing Joe's material, it will change your life. So thank you, Joe, for being on the program. Again, I really appreciate it, and I just wish you the best, and I know you're going to keep delivering some great stuff. (laughs) I'm going to keep following my passion, which I hope everybody else does, just like you're doing with your podcast. Thank you for the honor of being here. Godspeed to all your listeners, and let's go out there and uh, expect miracles. Listen to Luann's Land Podcast on Tuesdays from noon to 12.30 p.m. Pacific at luannslandpodcast.com or luannslandpodcast.buzzsprout.com. Follow the show on Facebook at Luann's Land Podcast and on Twitter at Luann's Land. All episodes will be archived for free on-demand streaming.